from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to the end of the first official week of free agency in the NFL. The Chiefs has done have been maybe a little more active than we thought. Definitely in a certain direction that's different than I thought, but we're going to get into it and see where they are. They have a couple of new uh, hood ornaments at the front of the car that are going to man the offensive line for Patrick Mahomes. We're going to take a look at those guys coming up right now. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you for listening. We've enjoyed this week. Uh, I will kind of, and I know you won't see this because it's all audio, but I'm putting in quotes First full week of free agency because it's not really a full week. It only started yesterday uh, or Wednesday. Yeah, well, it it feels like a week because technically it kind of was a week considering the tampering period and all that. But, you know, regardless, I digress. I would just want to say I'm very excited to have them with having Joe Tooney uh, and now Kyle Long. And it sounds like right as we were getting ready to come on the air, they re-signed Mike Rimmers. Uh, which you and I do need to talk about because of the way it was put out there. But they also re-signed Blake Bell, so he is back. And I know you said something about him coming back, about that they've already improved the tight end position, uh, and maybe they're not done. To me, let's start with Blake Bell really quick. To me, the Blake Bell signing is he can be tight end too. He's an upgrade over what they had last year, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean they're done. I to me, that's a that's a veteran deal, and he could be tied in three. I completely agree with you. It's nice because it's a fit because he knows the offense. He found he found another contract in Dallas last year. Okay, fine. His output was nearly exactly the same. Uh, targeted thirteen times, eleven receptions for one hundred and ten yards. It's actually a bit of an increase from what he did with the Chiefs in nineteen, uh, where he I think it was like eight yards a catch. Um, but yeah, this is not he's not an offensive weapon. He's a, he is a guy that can do the dirty work. Um, if I remember correctly, I was pretty happy with him lining up in the, in the H type role, you know, coming in. I thought he wham blocked a few times pretty well. Um, I think that's an aspect of their offense. They have to get back to, uh, especially as I expect them to see lighter and lighter boxes all season in 2021. So there's a plus, but he's not that, that passing game weapon that you're looking for tight end two to be, as we've talked about all off season, if, Travis Kelsey has to miss a game or three, or if you want to run double tights that actually can scare somebody. Right. And I think that's the key there. I think that they're still looking. Uh, It did sound like Kyle Rudolph signed somewhere. I think the New York Giants or is going to be signing with the New York Giants. Uh, So that is another tight end off the market. Uh, The Eagles are saying that Zach Ertz is currently in the or currently with the organization. They haven't traded him yet. So I still think that that's maybe a possibility which to me seems outlandish considering the amount of money they'd have to pay him. Uh, that seems like a Sammy Watkins type scenario for me. Uh, but I don't really know that you're going to see any other types of tight ends that can really step in and be an upgrade, a large upgrade over Blake Bell, at least uh, that you can bring in as a free agent at this point. Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, they did uh, something with Nick Kaiser, so he'll be back in the building at least for camp. We'll see what happens there. Jody Fortson is still in the tight end room. So you have but, like bodies. But Kaiser can be your tight end three too. So yeah, I think he and Blake Bell are honestly on the same level. Uh, I think they offer different things, but I think they're on the same level. And I, it certainly doesn't preclude them from going out and doing something. I don't think it's going to be a high end pick, but something like McNitty from Georgia or uh, Tremble from Notre Dame. I'd like Tremble's game uh, as it might fit into uh, 
evolving the Chiefs interior game a little bit. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, there's still, there's plenty of options, but if they don't get it done, if they have to sacrifice trying to pursue a tight end in order to finish the, the game that they started with Trent Williams that they haven't been able to accomplish yet, uh, maybe that, that just allows them that cushion. Uh, there's a report that they might want Austin Ryder back as well. And I think we all know how we felt about him, uh, his play and not generally lifting the level of play. But again, I, I see that as kind of the same situation where that might be a fallback to familiarity for someone who can at least function in the office if you're not able to get that goal checked off. Right. And as we're sitting here talking, Ian Rappaport just tweets out, the Chiefs assigned offensive tackle Mike Rimmers to a one-year deal worth $3.5 million guaranteed, source said, with a total max value of $7 million. And the last two words, their starter. So that's not only because when we first saw this, there was a little bit of confusion because it came from an agent. Now, this is from Rappaport. Now, this is very, very, very interesting to me. And I think, honestly, it's too big a topic. So I think we'll get into what this could mean, the variations along the offensive line, coming up next when we get back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. But the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Chiefs, but what about the rest of the league? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all about sports, all you need, all the news, every morning, and it's under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I know. We would have gone down well, a rabbit hole, right? <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. We yeah, would have been... no, and I get it. Like I completely get it. I just, yeah. <laughs> the rabbit hole was going to get deep there because this is this is two people outside the organization saying something that um sounds ridiculous to me unless it's just the fact that maybe the chiefs are trying to be cautious and they're using or allowing other people to use that language calling mike remmers the starter because they know that they haven't practiced with lucas Nyang yet i still think he is going to be or should be that starter i think mike Filled in admirably at right last year. Um, I think, honestly, if he had stayed at right in the Super Bowl, you, you might have seen a different outcome. I don't know. But I, I do think that that's uh, the sheer shortness of this. What is it? Uh, three and a half guaranteed. Good for him for getting the guarantee. But it is a one-year deal, and I think that that is a, a placeholder kind of contract. To me, this speaks placeholder completely, but it also speaks that they're throwing money out that they probably were going to be giving to Trent Williams if they were able to sign him. Now, on that thought really quick, and we don't really need to get back to it otherwise, Trent Williams' deal came out, and the numbers really add up to basically three years, $22 million a year, so $66 million over the next three years, which I probably would have been close to okay with. Uh, <laughs> and the rest of the contract is fluffer, is fluff. So. Yeah, um, just thought that was interesting. Uh, but anyway, Mike Rimmers, I think that it's, it's possible he becomes their starting right tackle. Uh, I honestly think that Rappaport is just using the agent's language 
Uh, he doesn't know what's going to happen. The team, I don't think, knows what's going to happen. But to me, it makes more sense of saying, hey, you could be the starting right tackle. Here's three and a half million. Uh, and he ends up competing in camp. I still think we have a large discussion to have about what they're going to do with offensive lineman Joe Tooney. Yeah, uh, and and I don't want to overreact about the way, because there is a disconnect, and, and I want everybody out there to hear this. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of daydreaming going on right now, like some stuff that's even out there about Laramie Tunsil and all kinds of craziness. Just because the PR department, the social media department, puts OL on a guy's um, you know welcome to Kansas City tweet, doesn't mean that the coaching staff feels that he's an offensive lineman. He was asked today, though, in the presser, "Have you been asked about changing position set?" And his reply was, "Not yet." So my guess is that it's at least been in discussion. Now, I do feel that, again, like we talked about the other day, better to slide him to center than to tackle, in my opinion. How do you feel? No, I do think that's interesting that he hasn't been asked. Uh, I do also want to just throw out there that they did say guard long. Uh, so <laughs> guard Kyle Long. So just thought that's really interesting. I, You know, I'm not saying he is going to switch positions. I just think that it's interesting they put him out there as an offensive lineman. Why they do that with some of their players and not others, I don't know. You know, it just leads people to speculate, and that's a problem <laughs> a little bit, right? And, and again, there is a difference between um, Andy Heck coming out and saying lineman versus guard or something like that, and the PR department saying that. So let's true everybody cool your jets a little bit because I think. I think it's more likely if you're going to move somebody to tackle, it would be long uh, because he's done it more recently and done it in the NFL. Um, whereas he did it hit, well. Yeah. And again, there's all kinds of questions about the shape that he's in. He does look noticeably thinner to me than he did when he was with the bears. And that's perfectly fine coming off of a year. Um, maybe that helps him with his uh, past injuries. Good for him. Uh, but Tooney, I would think you could bring down to center or you can leave him at guard. I, I think guard is probably the spot. I think he's easily slottable there, but the not yet thing is something. Um, I think that there's still a lot of variation there. This is going to come down to what I think it always comes down to for Andy and Andy in that the five best guys are going to play. And another little note that Nate Taylor of the athletic just put out is he confirmed the contract, but says that could be up to eight, 6.8 with incentives for Remmers, but that he expects it to be competition with Niang, just like we thought. But here's the interesting part. And yes, the chiefs are still pursuing a veteran left tackle. So the five are not set yet. So let's not rush. And I'm not even sure that they're done not getting a center. Yeah. So let's Andrews not rush to come. put guys in different slots as, as to where we think we're going to get them. Um, competition is going to be good at every single spot. I think in the end, it, Mike Remmers buys you the time to develop Lu Lucas Niang because he missed his rookie year. I don't think it does anything other than that. And uh, I, I'm really impressed to see um, Long and Tooney. Both did pressers today. They had dinner together last night, which is not always the way that that works. I think that's interesting. Um, they definitely have their their barbecue lines down for the Kansas media and the Missouri media. But I don't think anything's set in stone at this point. I think they could go out and get a left tackle veteran. I think they could still draft a, a, a left tackle. I think they could draft a center still. Um, they have not signed Austin Ryder or anybody else to play that center position. So technically right now they don't have one. Even even if they wanted, I mean, they could sign Austin Ryder, but I don't know that it would be definitely to start unless they give him three or four million dollars a year. Right now, to me, center is a completely different position than right tackle. To me, a good 
backup offensive lineman, which is exactly what Mike Rimmers was. And I thought he played better than serviceable for most of the, of the year last year uh, in this offense. I think it's worth the three and a half million with incentives. If you're starting and you know you get it, you get it. Maybe you can get up to seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. But my guess is, is those are not likely to be earned incentives. What we don't know right now is Kyle Long's contract. How much of that is not likely to be earned incentives? Because all we know is that it's up to five million dollars. It could be a two million dollar deal with three million and not likely to be earned incentives. But the bigger thing that really is the key on that is where is Long going to play? Because we keep hearing that LDT is going to be back. And if you sign Tooney to be your left guard, you only have two guard positions. So kind of run it out of spots there. Uh, You know, Long hasn't played center. He says he feels comfortable playing all the positions on the the line. I can't imagine that they're going to put him at center. Uh, You know, I just don't know. I mean, what are they going to do with LDT? Is he going to be back this year? Is that, I'm sure they know what's going to happen with LDT, but we have no idea right now and nothing's been stated. So we're led to speculate. Uh, it could be Tooney and long as your starting guards. I would like that. I think that that gives you the ability to go out and draft a center. And I honestly, I still say this and I know a lot of people disagree with it. If the top center is still available at 31 and you don't think he's going to have a chance at being there whenever you could trade down and get him, I would take him. It's that important to me to protect Patrick Mahomes. Is the positional value there? No. But if you can get a stud center that is going to be a guy that can step in and start for 10 years and keep Patrick safe up the middle, it's worth it. And that's a fair argument to have. I think this ends up boiling down to what I think it always boils down to for this particular coaching staff. And is that the the best five are going to play no matter who they are? I do think LDT comes back and I think it is a competition. So here's my thought. Whether you draft a center or you sign back Austin Ryder, or both. Or both, yeah. If LDT is in shape, and Kyle Long is recovered, and you have Joe Tooney, you could look at all three of them being the starters. You put Tooney at center, you can ask Long to go over to the left side, which I don't think you'll have a problem with in terms of you know um, side versatility. I would rather him do it than LDT. If they're your best three interiors, that's the three that play, and I can see Long staying at right and having the three of them. And I'm happy because I think you can move the ball in the middle that way. Yeah, and uh, that's exactly what they need to be able to do is move the ball in the middle because that's something they haven't been able to do for years. So, you know, that's definitely something they need to get figured out, and I think that they have a plan. The question is, is is that going to be what the plan is? I don't know. They could still go out and sign Andrews from New England, who I think would be an upgrade from Ryder. And if they do that, then I really don't know what you're going to do with those two guard positions, but not really (laughs) something to worry about right now. I figure they'll figure it out in training camp or we'll find out well before training camp, whether or not it's an issue. Um, The other thing that I will say though, is, you know, one thing that was announced that the league sent out an email about is it was announced all of their new media deals that were just signed. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. And we probably need to take a break (laughs) and talk about this after the break, because there's a lot to get into here. So we'll be right back. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best. It's Built Bar Madness. Their daily matchups as all the high powered flavors go head to head. 
Go to BuiltBar.com or at BuiltBar on Twitter. Check out the matchup and vote in the Built Bar bracket. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back and see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, I don't even know where to start on this because this is just nuts. Well, you covered it. Let's start with that tweet from Sportico that you retweeted because I think that tells the tale um, in what we've been holding on to this. Like, yes, this is going to be a bad year because of this cap. But it's going up because there's a revenue share in place. Players will get a chunk of this. And the the difference is drastic in the income that's going to come from these games. I mean, I don't know where you want to start. Everybody's going to pay more to carry NFL games. That's the bottom line. I think the one that they're touting the most is the Amazon deal because of how popular um, streaming is now after COVID and everything else. The Fox deal to carry. Thursday night football was $660 million a year. I know these numbers just get kind of crazy. It's hard to think about that. Mm-hmm. But just consider this part. It's literally doubling to Amazon, going to $1.32 billion per year just for the Thursday night games. If you were somebody that wanted to see the schedule get out of Thursday nights, son, it ain't happening. You might see Friday night games for all we care at this point because the yeah, money it- is there. And players won't like it, but at the same time, it's like, uh, well, guess what? You want the extra money, so guess what? We basically just doubled the money that we're bringing in from that. And so, yeah, I tweeted this out, and basically it comes down to that the cap is going to go up basically based on almost a $3.8 billion increase per year on TV contracts. And the players, I believe, get 50% or really close to 50%. So it should come out to another $1.9 billion for the players. I, I think that it actually came out in the CBA. It was like, what, 40, 48.7 or something like that was the total okay. um, in terms well, of the revenue share. But yeah, right around that. We're you're talking a billion dollars in investment in, in what the player share should be. And so does that, what does that do to the cap? Are we talking, could this jump up to $250 million in two seasons? It's definitely within the realm of possibility. I would think that, yeah, I would say that that's definitely a possibility. I mean, I'm looking at right now, 3.8 divided by, what, 0.47? Is that what we said? I just want to know where your calculator is because you sound like you went into a cave. Okay, well, (laughs) sorry, you're going to have to. It is what it is. Here's the other one. Disney is evidently really, really happy with what they get on ABC for Monday Night Football because they went paying from paying 1.9 B with a B billion to 2.55. So this extra $550 million a year to broadcast one game a week. Okay, so really quick, uh, your question based on what you just asked, uh, if, the t- if the players get 47%, and I think you said it's closer to 48, so this number is not going to be completely correct, uh, the players are going to get essentially basically just under $1.8 million a year in additional compensation. Uh, divide that by 32 teams. That's an extra $55 million. That by itself would take the cap to $230 million next year. Yeah. 
next year. The year, that, and that's and that already, doesn't include right, and that doesn't include the normal increase that you're seeing on a year to year basis. So, yeah, that's going to be a huge freaking jump. Yeah, and this is why uh, I think this is a big chunk of why they've been saying that you know we think this is going to be a one year blip, uh, even without having fans in seats, even if stadiums this fall are at 50% capacity across the league. That is still, obviously, you're missing out half of your income on ticket sales, which is a sizable chunk, but this more than Not makes up for to that. the TV deals. Exactly. That That's my point. Not, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy because this is, I think this lends itself towards, um, if this money continues, now this is a 10-year deal as, as far as I understand, right? I think there's a seven-year opt-out is what I read. And so if it gets that seven years and they opt out and they have to renegotiate, this just goes back up again, right? So what does this do towards how important it is to fill those seats? Are we looking at as aging stadiums like the one in Oakland that drove the Raiders out of town? When teams try to replace their stadiums, are they are they going to build smaller because they're not looking for those seats as much because the dollars are shifting towards the no. streams? I don't think I don't think that's going to happen at all. I think they're going to continually try to build bigger and better stadiums so they can get more and more money coming in. But I think what you're going to see is this is why Patrick Mahomes' deal was such a freaking steal. Mm. And yes, I said freaking, uh, but I really do believe that it was a steal. I mean, you look at what they paid him, and if the cap goes up just for this new TV deal next year, that doesn't include all of the additional money that you know it needed to. Uh, based on what would be normal, Mahomes' deal is going to be a steal in five years. Yeah. An absolute bargain in five years. And people were g- freaking out about giving Joe Tooney $80 million or whatever they gave him guaranteed, which is 48 That's going to be looking pretty cheap in two years, I would imagine. Yeah. I, and that's and- also why I think Kansas City could feel like they could be in on Trent Williams. It certainly makes sense, um, and and I'm guessing that because this is announced publicly now that the teams knew about it here a little bit ago, and that feeds oh, into making sure, again, that your stars that are driving this, like Patrick Mahomes, are taken care of, not just um, this year, but but going forward. And so I do like the concept, however, is that they, they were willing to spend that money on Williams, and now they get to spread that out over a couple of positions. Because no matter what they do at left tackle, the fact that Nate said that they're still pursuing a left tackle in free agency, that makes me feel better. Um, because I don't think you want to rely on a draft left tackle to walk in the league and have to face some of the pass rushers that he will face. Um, yeah. But whatever, yeah, yes, but right, could happen. But whatever you do at left tackle now, even as a veteran, it's not going to be near what you were going to spend on Trent Williams. So now you can uh, tr- try to spend a little bit more and bolster some other positions and raise the 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 floor of the entire team rather than just that position. Give me holiday. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> you know, the wide receiver market has been pretty soft so far, so maybe that is going there. But I just want to throw out two more numbers because uh, it's funny how much money we watch get spent every every Sunday in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Fox is is spending an extra $800 million per year in this new contract. CBS is spending an extra $820 million per year on covering the NFL. That's how big this industry is. And I I think that this is just the beginning as we start to see the increase, not only of the cap, but of what teams are spending in general. And I hope that that means better medical facilities at every stadium, 
uh, better staffs, bigger staffs, not only uh, in the medical staff, but on the coaching staffs as well. I think that's one thing that the Chiefs could stand to expand and improve. Yeah, and I just want to point this out. The only place that did not double their number, basically double their number, uh, is Disney. And they went up $600 million. And Mm -hmm. they didn't double, but they're the only one that just about didn't double because every other one is almost double what they were before. It's, It's crazy when we get to this level of numbers. It is difficult for me to follow, to tell you the truth. Yeah, well... It's a lot of fun to be able to cover and, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about what they can do. And honestly, you know, I say Kenny Galladay and people laugh. I think that that could be an option. If the market continues to be soft at wide receiver, which it really seems to be, go throw $10 million at him. You have the cap now. You're not going to be able to spend it. Uh, Yeah, it'd be nice to be able to carry over. But at the same time, maybe you do what they did with the Daryl Rivas contract a couple of years. Give him a void year and do you know, a two-year, $20 million deal and give him, you know, $10 million guaranteed as a signing bonus and, you know, $5 million hit for this year, $6 million hit for this year, and, you know, you'll have to eat it next year. But, man, I think that would be something he would be open to. And, honestly, I, I don't get – the thing I don't get is you have some of these receivers now and some of these other players, not even just receivers, going into offenses that really aren't going to help them in their case next year. Mm-hmm. So I don't get that. Why would you go to an offense that doesn't have somebody like a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers or something else? This is going to be something we'll keep an eye on, and we'll have all the updates for you. If something huge drops over the weekend, we'll give you a bonus episode. If not, we'll be back Sunday evening like we always are to go over. If we've come up with a way for them to actually play six linemen on a five-man line, or how they're going to do this. (laughs) You and your linemen, I swear. Now that Sherman's gone, you just... I said it to Josh last night. I'd, I'd line up 11 Shermans or at this point, 11 Toonies and go. And you're taking Patrick Mahomes off the field. You're nuts, but he whatever. Need, he needs a rest. He's tired. Yeah. <laughs> hope For you guys enjoy- his new baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get it. We hope that you guys enjoy your weekend. If something big drops, we will give you a bonus. Otherwise, we'll be back here Sunday evening. Make sure that you are as well. We appreciate all your time and listening. It's been a fun week. Um, it's going to slow down a little bit, but there will be significant developments next week as well. So keep it here every day, just like we are. Thanks for listening tonight, and we'll talk to you next time. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com, where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening. 